Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Good evening, Matt. Good evening. Welcome to the news. The Gamers 2 podcast news. If I could, I can't, I can't think of like a, a fast enough like fireside. Yeah, like, like uh, uh, not even fireside chat, but uh, oh, you're tuning in for the story of so and so. I can't remember what that one show was. That guy starts, he's like alone in a room uh, with just a bunch of random objects that I think usually have something to do with the story, but he walks mm. in, he's like, would you believe? And then he tells you the premise, and they like act out the scene, and he goes, "Actually, it was all a lie created by so and so." Yada yada. I can't remember what that guy is. Jonathan I, Frakes did that for a while. It might be him. There's there's a specific person I'm thinking of where he's like, "Would you believe that it's a lie? Yada. Yeah, it's a fabrication. Yeah, yes, exactly. It's, it's it. Riker. It's Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about." It's a fabrication. We made it up. <laughs> There's the video of him. Of yeah. Just all the times that he's like, <coughs> it's a lie. We made it up. It's fake. Uh. <laughs> uh, we'll get there. Anyway. Um, yeah, what are we doing? We're uh, It's November 15th, 2019. Uh, we're going to do this video game podcast called Gamers 2. Good job. Yep. We'll get there. I'm proud of you. I swear to God, I'm not choking on my own air supply. Mm. <laughs> this foul air. Curse you, oxygen. Or what's left of it. What have you been doing the last seven days? Shventeen team. Um, well, the majority of my entertainment has been, as I told you, the Supernova in the East podcast. Yes. Shoot through that. Got through that. I have got. I have gotten Naturally. that into Dan Carlin. Hardcore history. Um, chewed through, and we should say that's not you know chewed through. Chewed through twelve hours. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to do this in a week. And then, what was it? Thursday morning, I finished. Yeah, Thursday morning I finished uh, the third episode, third part, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> and now you <laughs> what get to, happened? Yeah, now you get to do the part with us where we wait. Yep, I wait for the next episode. Wait for uh, I don't know. I I kind of peruse real quickly through the back catalog. I'm like, "Oh, there's some interesting stuff in here." I'm yeah, I went back and listened to a couple other ones. I think I just finished the Destroyer of Worlds one. 
It's a five-hour one discussing if humans can handle, kind of discussing if humans can handle nukes mm-hmm. and like what Which, it all means and what has happened in history with those. But yeah, like similar ideas. Like yeah, yeah, and going through like the entire, you know, okay, we dropped them. Manhattan Project, pressure to use them, pressure to use them, pressure to use them. Cuban Missile Crisis, mm-hmm. <laughs> like all that. Interesting. Um, I started that uh, greatest events of World War Two in color on Netflix. Ah, okay. The first yeah. episode is Blitzkrieg. Um, it's basically like Blitzkrieg Bob. Blitzkrieg Bob. No, there's. It's basically <laughs> like, uh, you know, an episode focusing on like a specific thing from world war ii that was very influential oh okay i was gonna say was it focusing on a specific blitzkrieg or the tactic thereof the tactic thereof and they just like talked about how germany used it how it came about like you know how at the beginning of world war ii germany's army and military wasn't even that like spectacular compared to like france for example but because they used it the way that they did they they uh Wrecked House. Um, what else have I done? I've been watching anime. Wrecked House. I like it. The European House. They wrecked it. We call it a theater. <laughs> the theater. Um, of course, anime. I'm sure. Yes. Anime. Yeah. I actually am rewatching Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's on Netflix, and I or not Netflix. It's on Crunchyroll. They added it to Crunchyroll. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh yeah. I that that was good, and I started rewatching. I was like, "Yeah, this is good. This is really yeah, good. it was good." And then I'm like, "Season two, hello, <laughs> season two, psych." Um, they I'm left, sure they left it in a spot where season two could happen. I know. I'm I'm assuming they'll get a season two. There's kind of like this weird resurgence like what about her. <laughs> yeah, there's like a resurgence slash golden age of anime at the moment where it's like everything's getting extra seasons. Like shows that have been dead for years, they're. Ripping their dead cadavers out of the fucking ground and reanimating it and saying, you're getting a second season. There's just something to me that's so funny when I hear the golden age of anime. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like such a weird sentence. Because initially, true. Initially, my reaction is to just like take that little bit of where I tuck like your head to your shoulder and do that cringe where you're like, oh, oh. Yeah. golden age of anime. And then you're like, oh, well, it's actually just kind of good stuff. It's getting there. It's um I would say the it's like TV like TV a couple of years ago TV shows like went through that thing where like and they never should have. Well, no, they went through that thing where like they got really good. You know, like did they? Yeah, compared to what they were. Did they? Yeah, I Name. really you don't think that TV shows have gotten way better the past couple of years than they were like this defined TV show, like miniseries, like things cable like cable TV. Like we're talking about things like Chernobyl. So we're not talking cable TV. Well, that's what I'm saying. So if we, if we now take... we have miniseries like Chernobyl, you know, Game of Thrones. Right. And before so we, we talk, had if we're discussing premium created content. Then yes, Matthew, I would agree with you. <laughs> but if you're going to tell me that TV shows in which the way I took that was cable television has gotten better, no, Big Bang should have died 17 seasons ago. 
the silver screen. What the fuck that means? So what the hell does that mean? Um, I've heard it, but it doesn't tell me anything. Well, silver screen. What the, what's the episodic gold one? Is television? There a bronze screen? Don't say television. Just don't say television. Episodic content. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's better. Actually, that's a lot. That's a, that's a more defined to what it is. Anyway, so. Yeah, anime is going through that similar thing where like the it, the quality is increasing. Anyways, where were we? Uh, what else have I been doing? Uh, do, 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 do. Um, we're watching The Mandalorian. Two episodes out. It's okay. It's good. Um, Need for Speed of Heat. I like that. I like that we just. You're like, <laughs> just brushed over <laughs> yeah <laughs> to what could arguably like want to be one of the biggest things with disney plus now existing and it's just like yeah we're watching it we watched episode two of the mandalorian and it's you know it's there <laughs> i will say when i logged into disney plus i i did get wicked excited for all the things that i text messaged you guys about yeah, when you're like i forgot the rocketeer was on there and i was like the fucking rocketeer <laughs> i didn't know either I'm not as excited, but I didn't know. Oh, it's such a you didn't watch Rocketeer when you were younger? Uh I will definitely say I did not. I Well, folks, we've gotten to the part of the issue of Nate. <laughs> I like that we've gotten to the part of the issue. You've like you're you're the Titanic right now and you just saw the tip, but <laughs> there is an iceberg below. Um and Tron's on there too, which is classic. Dude, Gargoyles are, is on there, apparently. all the Trons on there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the animated shit, too. Because I saw the one, like the, I think it was the, just the tile for Tron. It mm-hmm. didn't break them all up. It was like, click here, and you'd see all of them. But, yeah, you know, the things I don't have interest in watching. Yeah. Um. What else was there? Oh, yeah. Playing New Speed Heat uh, started Fallen Order. Um. Still haven't started Outer Worlds, but I'll get to it eventually. Um, it's installed, so it can't get anything, removed. Anything can happen. Yeah, it can't get removed until it gets played. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how um, that works for us. Another one popped up. Cropped up. I'm I'm looking at it. Digging its fingers in. It was like, what, you know, what you got going on? Apparently, there's like these groups of people who are reviving dead horses. That's, that is a that is a state we have necromancers that are for some reason love cavalry units. <laughs> that, you might be onto something there, actually. A necromancer like cavalry, like a, a necromancer who travels via horse. That honestly should, it, I mean, it's basically the headless horseman if he was just a necromancer. Uh, but that should honestly just be an anime. It should a hundred and ten percent should be an anime. It's a horse riding necromancer whose entire stupid goal is to rebuild his cavalry unit in which he not only needs riders but he needs to find the best steeds in history of whatever universe he comes from so he has to run around whatever continent trying to resurrect dead horses (laughs) we just will set it in like the west and like the 18 something Whenever custard existed, and it'll be custard. He'll be a dead. This, no, we we can't do that because it has to be somebody almost like either fake that exists in that time, or fake in an entirely fake universe. Because we know how Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter went. We can't do that again. Okay, that's fair. Um, so it could be definitely it could be uh, 
uh, oh God, I'm trying to think of a terrible name for that time. Uh, Colonel Mustard, and <laughs> <laughs> he is just he's watching those battles happen. He's like, I really like that horse. This would be perfect. He's and the stable he's, master. Ooh, I like it. He is undercover as the stable master. Somehow hides the fact that he's a necromancer. <laughs> exactly. And it's a buddy cop film. Mm-hmm. Where, and his then horse, he watches, where his horse talks. He watches <laughs> all, that all of his horses get murdered. And he's like, I must revive them. Mm, okay. All right. Yeah. Right. But he keeps them in his own. He has a separate stable for his collection. Okay. Because he knows if he brings them back to the keep. I say keep. What the fuck? What era are we in? <laughs> We're <laughs> jumping he, around. If he brings them back to the regular stable, people would start asking questions about why there's this rotted horse standing around. Because that's the thing. If he brings them back, they can't be perfect. They can't be back, brought back to yeah, yeah, pristine. Yeah, they they got to look. Gotta, I mean, you're a necromancer. I mean, right? They got to share the part. You can't. You can't be a hundred percent. You're reanimating you're not, a dead body. Yeah, you're reanimating it, not resurrecting it. There's a difference. Yeah. It's got to have that nice slack jaw horse. Yeah, like yeah. completely hanging yeah. off to the side. So when it neighs, it's just like <laughs> can't really neigh. It's just yeah, got it's huge. All it says like, is like in the word neigh. All it just says is the e i g h. Just hey. There's no neigh. There's no n. All right. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> it's been a fun week. That's our first uh, anime pitch for the season that starts now and ended now. Okay. All right. So apparently there's a a game that is Star Wars Galaxy Legends, which is a... It sounds emulator. like a mobile game. 100% sounds it does, like a mobile it game. It does. It's basically an emulator that is really popular and they have a Discord and there's activities and... All this, and I hopped on the Discord, and it's like I'm like, oh, this might be a thing. Like we might have to get in on this. So, oh no, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna play through Fallen Order, see how I feel about playing another Star Wars game. Mm, three and then back to back, three back to back. Yeah, and then either jump into a Star Wars Galaxy emulator of some kind, either Legends or the other one, mm-hmm. or do the Old Republic one or two. Interesting, you go for the MMO angle. Yeah, going for the MMO angle. Cause Interesting. So I'm spe- thinking of trying to get something in my repertoire that I can play, you know, for a long period of time at a slow pace that's like the palate cleanser for other games, perhaps. Mm. That's it. That's all I got this week. Nothing else. That's a lot for you, though. It is. It is a lot. I don't know how, thinking back, I don't know how I crammed all of it in. I still, I still knowing your schedule, and I know how you told me you did it. I still can't believe you got twelve through twelve hours of audio. You know what it was too was I, I, I nitpicked it too. So like I had it on my phone on that cast box, whatever the fuck, cast, whatever the fuck it's called, and I listened to it on lunch at work. I listened to it when I was in the car, like taking fifteen right. twenty minute drives. And then, like, I'd get home and I'd listen to it at night when I was playing games or whatever. So I kind of, like, chipped away at it. And then there was Wednesday and Thursday. I I listened to, like, basically two and three back to back because those are the days I have off usually. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, it was good. How about you? What have you been up to? Nice shirt, by the way. Thank you. This was a Reddit uh, secret channel last year. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. 
from some random person whose name escapes me. I have a, I have were, a Gundam shirt on underneath this. They were also the ones that uh, remember those giants. That's giant sour patch box. Yeah, they're responsible for that as well. Oh, yeah. Did you sign up for Seeker Santa this year? I haven't yet. I don't know if I'm going to. I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a, you know, I'm in a holding pattern over the over the like button. Yeah, I feel you that. Know, slap that bell. That whole stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is a YouTube reference. Uh, yeah, so I've been doing some of the same. I've been playing some Need for Speed. Mm-hmm. So far, I'm enjoying it. There's definitely some. We, we kind of discussed it a little bit off of this, but there are definitely some problems I was running into. Uh, there are just times where even if I fell into second in a race just because I slightly missed drifting a turn or something, or especially in the night races where the cars stop in the middle of the road, mm-hmm. like the AI just r- pedestrian cars. Just yeah, stop I'd in the middle that. of the road. And I'm like, just keep driving so I can, I'm drifting around where you're going to be, not where you are. Yeah. And they'll just dead stop. So I'll clip them or something. They'll slow me down. Okay. So I fall into second. I have a, there is, even if I drive perfectly, it is a really difficult time catching the first place AI. They either don't make mistakes or there's an artificial buffer put between me and them on straightaways where I can't just catch them. Yeah, there is some weird thing because like when my car is rated higher than what the race. Yeah, like is. it's and it's all dependent too. like if they get ahead of you initially, you're screwed. But if you get ahead of them initially, they're like not a problem at all. Yeah, if you get ahead of them, you're gone. And I just I'm like, OK, what I, I you know, whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, I've also played a little bit of the good old Fallen Order. Uh, So far, I mean, it, it's visually great for everything that we complained about during trailers and stuff. It seems like they cleaned it up going into launch. Yeah. That being said, gameplay is a little clunky, I think. Mostly the movement stuff. The combat is kind of... It's not bad, but... Multiple enemies makes it a, uh, a parrying deflect system really hard. It does. Like, I noticed that, like, right away when you take on more than one person. Like, you you parry for that person. So, right. if they attack you at the same time, you're fucked no, no matter what you do because one of them's going to hit you. And it's not as bad for stormtroopers and blasters and stuff because you can do the parry to kill them with their own blaster shot. Mm-hmm. So that fixes some of that problem if you just sit there and you can just spam parry and hope yeah. to catch it. But when you, the next planet you're going to go to, you'll see there's these little creatures or whatever on it that I think I almost always fought them in threes. And their timing was never in a sense that one, you could parry. So you would just go into a block stance. But in a block stance, they cycled in such a perfect time that it was one jumped, then two jumped, then three jumped. So if you let go after the first one, you were going to get hit by one of the other two. Mm-hmm. But by the time the third one finished, if you didn't try to get your shot in or immediately have to like do some weird block maneuver, start over. the first one is jumping again, and you're like, I don't know. Like You had to take hits, it seemed. I don't know if there's a way I'm just not doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then some of the... Yeah, I mean, we got the Uncharted vibes in the first mission. Yeah. The... The Assassin's Creed of like climbing around and just just weird. Uh, I don't not not story mechanics. There's definitely a disappointment for me in the story. 
just immediately of like, all right, well, here we go again. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm 100% in it for the possible lore and that's it. And there's definitely some of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm a hundred percent there for that. And being in a star Wars world that yeah. is even, and even as bad as battlefront two's campaign was, it was still a beautiful game to play. It's just that the story was so bad. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I think this one, just from playing the first level, already looks more, feels more like you're in the Star Wars universe too, which is cool. It, yes, and the story is not as bad. I don't think it's a revolution in storytelling by any means. I think it's just another Star Wars story, and it doesn't stand out from yeah anything so far. So far. I could be 100% wrong by the time I finish this game. There might be you know, an M. Night Shyamalan twist shows up or something, but... I don't know if that'd be a good thing if it's an M. Night Shyamalan twist. It just gets to the end, and you're like, you were the Sith the whole time, and he pulls his own face off. <laughs> and you're like, all right, well, that's different. Scooby doing it. Yeah. Oh, let's what, see who um, this really was. What difficulty did you start on? Whatever the middle one the is. The default one. I think it's like Jedi Knight. That sounds right. It's There's, the one where they're all balanced. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's, that's all, the one. So there's story, Jedi Knight, Jedi Master, which is the one that you're on. Yeah. And then whatever the highest one is. Not legend. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it's it's the and I think there's one even that after might that. be there's one even after that where it's like hey, do you like Dark Souls? <laughs> yeah, that's there's four. There's four different four? I thought there was maybe five. Maybe I'm wrong. Unless it's like not visible, but there was there was just four, and I chose the one that it defaulted to, which was Jedi Knight, and then you yeah. went to the one above that, which was Jedi Master. Yeah, because I just wanted everything to be even. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, I I want to just have just give me yes, this is the evenness. I was like, if I really have a problem with it, I'll turn it down. But it was just like in that one in the multiple enemies sequence where I'm like, I don't. Mm-hmm. I've fought giant single enemies and been okay, well, except for one. One, I just was like, I'll come back to you later. You and I are going to have words later, <laughs> sir. Um, but then, yeah, it's just kind of... And what I was telling you about Second Sister, just in the very first mission when you see her, her float down and everything, I'm like, are you a supervillain? Because you don't feel like a Sith. You feel like a supervillain mixed with um, a cartoon character. Or like the Rebels character that yeah. it's from. Where the float down and everything just looks like it just feels. I don't fear her. Yeah, I think they Star Wars has an issue with their villains, and the issue is they are fucking obsessed with putting masks on them, which doesn't really it. It's not even work all the time, right? So visually, she's not imposing. Yeah, there's nothing which is fine. You can fix that with dialogue and stuff or actions with that, but they don't. She does the float down, and then she does this, what, prequel jump onto the front of a ship and is like, yo, what's up? Punch the front of the ship. I'm going to force grab you through the ship. And you're like, why is she hanging on to the front of this ship? I wish they would have just left it with the original. Like the first move she does where she jumps and then slices the door. Yeah. They should have just left it there. Yeah, that's all it needed to be. And then there's the... The other problem I have where you're playing as Cal and you're running around doing all this climbing shit and you get to the end where you have to make a jump and climb. And the moment the cinematic starts, your guy forgot how to handle, hang on to anything. And he has been hanging on for his life for the first 10 minutes of this game. And you get to there and he's like, I'm slipping. I'm like, <laughs> what? 
what? <laughs> I don't understand. But yeah, so it's just there's small things like that are are taking away from it for me. Yeah. Where I'm just like, just stay consistent. It's not hard. He can grab that. He doesn't have to do the, you know, the fucking Luke over the Sarlacc pit, go down and do a whole springboard scene and be like, whoo, hey, I landed. What's up? <laughs> doesn't have to do that. He could just pull himself up or do the what he was going to do where she reaches out to give, to give him a hand mm-hmm. and he just one arms up and they just get up and leave. He doesn't have to slip three more times. I just watched him climb all over a Star Destroyer with no problem. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll have more to to talk yeah. about with that one. Yeah, I mean, I'm already saying all this, and I'm like two worlds in. Okay. <laughs> Do we know how long it's supposed to be? Uh, I have not checked. Hmm. Then, of other things I've been playing, been playing the Call of Duties. Doing the duty. Doing the duty of the call. Uh, Todd and I have been playing, and there have been a, a couple nights where I've gotten off angry. Try not to. Try to just be, you know, in the moment. Just relax. Calm it all back down. But there are definite times where I'm like, I should just play Battlefield. <laughs> but it's still been fun, you know. I still go back because I'm a masochist, and it is still enjoyable. Though there are, I still think, they've made two balancing patches. I think they still need to make more just to slightly continue to tweak a few more things. Mm-hmm. I think they're in the right direction. They just need to just, a little bit, just turn those dials a little bit more. That's what it is. And then uh, I know there's one more thing I need to say. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. I didn't play any of the show. I lost internet for way too long during the week. And we didn't play anything. We should race in Need for Speed. Now that I'm thinking about it, <clears throat> we are almost identical level. I think yeah. you. I think you have a. I think your my car cars, score is my higher. Car's two twenty four. I think yeah. I think your car score is higher, but and I haven't engine swapped it yet. But I've been t- I've been tempted to pull a full even, engine swap. Yeah, I don't even have enough money. Like I have but no I don't, money. But I don't want to do an engine swap because I don't want to burn one hundred thirty thousand dollars on an engine <clears> swap when I could just buy a new car. So yeah, that's the. Uh, you know, gotta gotta tip those scales. But yeah, no, we should we should race. We yeah. also we also should be uh, Wolfenstein. Um, I think that's really it though. I think that's all I've been playing. I played a little bit of Borderlands, just hopping in, you know, kill some stuff, move on. Mm-hmm. Nothing big. But then Matt today, Pokemon Sword and Shield came out. So your boy got in about two and a half hours. It was an enjoyable time. There's definitely. I don't, there were some issues, like just uh, weird things happening. Like the first thing was that the game didn't draw correctly, but I don't know if that's the game's fault, the Switch's fault, because I put it on a TV it's not used to. So, so there's there were no border settings to like draw the border for what mm-hmm. the TV is. So I'm only there's a communicator button or whatever kind of in the corner, and mm-hmm. I can see half of it. But I, I know what it is, and I don't need to see the button at all, honestly. It could just not be there. I, I, yeah. I know what button I need to press to open it. So it doesn't really hurt me that much. Did you go with – which one did you go with? I went with Sword. Sword. Uh, I went with Sword, and I chose my boy Score Bunny as my starting Pokemon. There you go. Fire Life. Okay. Fire, Fire. for Life. 
I have never started a game without a fire starting Pokemon. There's a lot of people that bought both copies, which is insane to me. Yeah. Uh, if if I was in the situation like that Todd finds himself in, where he's going to have two copies in the house because two people are going to be playing the game. Yeah, makes sense. 100% makes sense. I understand. I am not going to buy both copies for myself. I will buy one copy and rely on somebody else to have the other one so I can trade for the exclusives. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But, yeah, anyway. That's that. Uh, I spent a while, I spent probably way too long in, like, the wild area or whatever they call it. I can't remember. Wild area, maybe? It's, like, the big open social hub, the part where you're supposed to camp and do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just running around catching Pokemon. I spent the majority of my time there. So... Hey, you play the game how you want. You're damn right. I'm going to play the game how I want to. And you know what I'm going to do, Matt? I'm going to catch me some Pokemon. And you know what I'm going to do with those Pokemon? I'm going to train them up. And you know what I'm going to do once I train them up? I'm going to be the very best. And you want to know where this story's going? It's going to the one place that the story was going when they put the story out five months ago or whatever. I'm going to defeat the undefeated champion in Pokemon. Whatever that, I forgot his name. Uh, Leon. Leon. I'm going to defeat him. Because guess what? What else would you do in that game? When they're like, yeah, he's undefeated. I'm like, oh, I bet I beat him. <laughs> I bet I'm the storyline. Uh, yes, there are definite problems. Yes, do not go read the internet about it. It's a completely different cesspool over there. But so far, I'm still just enjoying it and moving on. What's the last game that came out? We're getting totally sidetracked here, but... What's the last game that came out that you can recall that was universally celebrated by the internet? Shenmue 2. <laughs> I mean, uh, Red Dead, maybe? Red Dead, yes. Uh, Horizon? No, that was before Red Dead. The last one, it was, it was probably Red Dead. Yeah, it's, yeah it has to be God Red of War. Dead. What came out? First? God of War. God of War came out first. So God Red of War Dead. came out spring that season. Yeah, so Red Dead came out after, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Red Dead was the last one where there was no... Death Stranding, maybe? No. No, I don't think so, because I think it's too divisive still. People are like, Walking Simulator. I'm like, what did you, how much did you expect? I don't... I think the only thing that people said bad about Red Dead was that it was slow in that, like, chapter two to three part, where until you reach the end of three, where, like... We're going to Guarma because we gotta get some mangoes. Maybe Arthur, maybe trust me, Arthur. I got a plan. <laughs> that was pretty good. Maybe goddamn uh, plan. Maybe the Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds had a, it did have nothing really wrong said about it. Uh, I think what it had Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I think Red Dead's your true. Everyone agreed there was nothing wrong. Except for that, like little slow bits, but that's just pacing. There's yeah, and then the PC version came out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we don't talk. We don't talk about that. <laughs> uh, all right. So theoretically, if I needed a new game to play, should I be coming to you for you to tell me <laughs> at the Gamers yes. Two curated list by? We should Nate. put me in a corner. No, put me in a corner. Put you in a corner? Yeah, like game release corner or something. Okay. 
Nate's sticky corner of oh, God. <laughs> oh I don't like that. New game releases. <laughs> and now, welcome to Nate's sticky game corner of game releases, where he's never going to use that name ever again. Uh, sticky game number one. We got a real sticky one here. <laughs> we got yourselves a sticky situation. Number one, Bee Simulator for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. You want to be a bee? I do. I would love to be a bee. Fly around, pollinate some flowers, Kill sting some bitches. <laughs> Kill yourself, depending uh, on your situation. You know what always happens to me? I don't know what it is, but like bees fly up into the knee area of my shorts in the summer, and then I bend my knee, sting me. Happens at least five times. So you want to know what didn't happen to me this summer, but did happen to me the previous two summers? Get stung by a bee? Yes, <laughs> by stepping on it during volleyball. What are they doing? Do you, you play really on sand or you play on I play on sand? What are they doing in the sand? Trying to make a nest? I don't know to, if I don't know if it was a to, bee or wasp or whatever the technical definition would be yeah. for the yellow jacket that I stepped on, but I just it both summers before this one, I stepped on, felt the sting, went, you gotta be kidding me, glanced down, and then I just pile drove Superman and superhero landed the ground of like, <laughs> you're dying. I can see. That's what I was gonna say. Is I feel like getting stung on the foot would piss me off so much. It because it didn't. It didn't hurt. It was just like that immediate, like that annoying. Wow. And I'm like, you bastard! You now have no life. <laughs> you just inconvenienced me for about thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and for that, you will pay dearly. Uh, I get paid in blood. Number two, Doctor Who: The Edge of Time for the PlayStation. Interesting. Sparklight for the Switch, PlayStation, and Xbox. Superliminal for the PC. The Legend of Bumbo for PC. Now, anybody that knows Dewey from this podcast knows he's not about to play any other game except for Pokemon and then The Legend of Bumbo. Oh, that one will probably have some legs. He'll probably play it every day for the next three years. How long has Isaac been out? (laughs) I think he still plays it. Number six, VR Ping Pong Pro for the PlayStation. Did I rustle some jimmies? Because I should have. Number seven, Yaga for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number eight, Dead End Job for the Switch. Number nine, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition for the PC. Number 10, Kittened for the PlayStation. Number 11, Mad Games Tycoon for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. That's what some people call Todd Howard. Yeah, that's a thing. Number 12, The Perils of Baking for the Switch. In case you're curious, Nate thinks the entire concept of baking is perilous because <laughs> he can't do it. Speaking of baking and Nate's struggles at it, I'm just going to speak in the third person roughly. Uh... I hate baking with a passion. Okay. Because every time I do something goes slightly wrong. You know, if you don't measure exactly like it down to a prop parts, you know, just, uh, just whatever that small unit is that I'm trying to mimic here. If you don't measure down to that and something goes slightly wrong, you're like, well, the whole thing's now ruined and I wasted all my time. It's so weird because there's really two schools of baking. There's the school of, you know, I suck and let me measure everything out exactly. And then there's like the mom school, where it's just like handful of this, handful of this, 
handful of this. Boom! Turned out great, just like it does every other time. Yeah. There's nothing worse than watching somebody that can bake just go, oh, it needs a little bit more butter in it and some flour. And and then they're looking at this point, they're looking at the cabinet and they're like, throw some sugar over my shoulder, <laughs> throw a little bit more salt, a little bit of vanilla extract, a little bit more vanilla extract. Oh, that didn't feel like enough teaspoons. One more. Oh, yeah, there it goes. <laughs> and I'm just staring at them like, this is why your people's kitchen's in a mess. Yet you still have deliciousness. I mean, I keep mine clean, and it turns out like terrible. Yeah. But put me in front of a grill, dominate all day. Put me in front of a stove. Once again, as long as it's meat, I can probably get it away. Whatever the black magic is with baking, don't let me do it. Yeah. I have a bread maker downstairs. I can get that to work. Because I go, I do this, and then I don't touch it ever again. <laughs> I just put everything inside and press a button and walk away. I have nothing else to do with that. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Somebody, like, I can, I can do... Like, if I got a box of corn muffin mix, right? I can follow the instructions enough to make those, though I still think they don't taste as good as if I had somebody else make them using the exact same instructions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one, one because I wouldn't be tasting my own failure, I think, is part of it. But that's a different discussion. Number 13, Matt, is Stormland for PC. Number 14, we get our first Thanksgiving game of the year called Turkey Please. Now, I don't know if that's supposed to be like, turkey, please. Or if that's supposed to be like, turkey, please. Take it which way you want. I'm really hoping for the game that is now on the 3DS that it's, turkey, please. Where's our, where's our turkey simulator? Right? We got goat simulator. We got bee simulator. 
I want Turkey Simulator. Or maybe... That being said, Matt, I basically played Turkey Simulator when I raided during WoW because our friend Evil would turn me into a turkey using a toy in that game, and I could still heal and everything, so I would just run around the entire raid until I got damaged just being a turkey, just casting healing spells. That sounds great. It was. It was a great time, uh, and I was the best turkey to ever exist in the game. Just true facts. Number 15, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield have come to the Switch. Number 16, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Number 17, you're going to get the Sims 4 University Expansion Pack. Number 18, Val Faris for the Xbox. And number 19, Tokyo Warfare Turbo for the Xbox. Uh, Do you want to know what game got a physical release today? A physical release. Yes. So it it was out digitally before. Yes, it's a game you like. It's a game I like. Yes. What what uh will it give it away if I say if you give me a console or anything? Xbox and PlayStation Four. Oh, all right. So it's not a Switch. It's it's a digital game. It's one I like. Hmm. Hmm. I'll give you a pretty big hint. Ha- it's a sequel. It's a sequel. Yes. Is it sarcastically a game I like? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, not Shenmue 2 then. Uh, oh, God. Let me just tell you. It's a sequel to a game I like. Well, the game you like is the sequel. Oh, the game I like is a sequel. Okay. On Xbox and PlayStation? That was digital only before? Yeah. I, I, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. I'm going to. Uh, I think it's a sequel. I'm going to have to ask the audience. Or get a 50-50. <laughs> I think it's a two. Risk of Rain? Is a two. Yeah. Risk of yeah. Rain, too. I still don't know if it's actually released yet, though. Like did like digitally, or is it early access? Or maybe they did. I think they did well, finally. Well, it definitely came out physically today. Yeah, so. no, I think they finally came out of early access, maybe. But yeah, great game. Great game. Yeah. I do like that game. You are correct. My but because I played on PC, because I played on PC, I did not oh, yeah, that to console. Yeah. It, it's a weird one. I was surprised. Also, when I got... this beer just kind of, I don't know. It's that one side. Right? Because it, it's got this like. It just does this. Yeah, it's like... got this like swoop thing going on. I bet if you grew your beard out, it will just go like one direction. Oh, yeah. I I would be the, I without anything in it. Yeah. I just yeah. get to stand here and have the beard that looks like I was in a fifty mile an hour wind gust right before I walked in. It's just it could, you could start a trend. You could be a trendsetter, right? Yeah, I could do that. I could totally do that. Yeah, Nate Killian, trendsetter. <laughs> 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 I think that uh, I think that defines oxymoron, but I'm not positive. That's right. I appreciate it. I think uh, it's also because of how I sleep. I think that's probably where this is getting screwed up. Maybe. I mean, it's. I think I would tend to sleep on this side, so I don't. You could just trim. The I base I already right there. do to here, because if I get any lower than where it is now, it'll start really irritating me. Hmm. But I'm I saying like I just to... take some clippers and oh, give yeah, it a little just... blending. Yeah, blend it in a little bit. Yeah, and then I should uh, get just for men gray and just you know really get in there. I mean, if you want to, I'll trust me. I'll naturally get there. I don't need any more of it. I mean, you're you're. Uh... Preaching to the choir right now. I'm trying to go for the Civil War mustache. I do. I do. I do appreciate your we're mustache. Get, we're gonna get there. It, I it's think. Slow, it, I, it's so the, the funny thing. And I don't want to really discuss. <laughs> sit here and discuss facial hair for a while before we get actually into the news. 
uh, it was funny when you did the way your face currently is. Was it two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, way. the way your face currently is uh, two weeks ago or so when you showed up and I was like, that's the best that's looked that he's done that yet. Yeah, it's it was it was the best version you've had so far of the, the mm. stash. And I don't know if it was the stash because you also left the stash with a little bit of the goatee. Mm-hmm. So you had the true uh, and the, Civil and the, War general kind of going on. And like the stubble as well. Yeah, but very, you had very little stubble at that point. It was mostly yeah. more down here and there. And I was like, all right, he's got a little bit of the, you know, I could take orders from my my colonel. You know, I could, <laughs> I could take orders. I can understand. Yeah. It's, I uh, will go to the front line, sir. Yeah. I don't know why Hayah was my you fucking just get the please take number one and let's move <laughs> on. Get me out of get me out of the cycle I'm in. It's, All right. So number one, we're starting off this week with uh Microsoft held its uh XO nineteen event in in London. London? Yeah, it was London. Yep, London. Uh, yeah, so here's the big stuff. Uh as you would expect, there's a slew of games coming to Game Pass, including the Final Fantasy series. Um, the only ones missing are the MMOs, I believe. Uh, and The Witcher 3, I think, is getting added to Game Pass as well. There's a few other good ones in there. Um, Halo Reach is coming to PC on December 3rd for $10 hairs. Uh, it'll be on Steam and the Microsoft Store. And it's also going to be on Game Pass. So, there you go. Boom. Pumped. Um, I'm all about that. I am about that. I am, I am excited to see what that is going to handle like same in a pc environment same same when i try to start clowning people and riding around in my warthogs and my pumas <laughs> um that's xbox a, a, what are we in 2019 13 year old reference maybe that's that old holy shit well that'd be 2006 so uh it might be closer to 10 10 or 11. I mean, Halo 3 was 2007. Was it 2007 or was it 2007 or 8? Yeah. Yeah. 7, I think. So Reach has to be like 2010, something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. 2010 or 2010. I drove down for the midnight release of Reach. So yeah, probably 2010. Um, Microsoft is discounting the Xbox console bundles pretty heavily for the holidays, as they should. I was kind of hoping Sony would as well, but they haven't yet. Yeah, and so when I saw this news, I was like, oh, this is not what I was expecting. I can't remember if I saw these in the Black Friday ads or not, mm-hmm. or if these are the Microsoft deals versus like Target's deals or Best Buy's deals. And I saw those, and I was like, oh, they actually are discounting them the way they should. Yeah. Um. $150 off an Xbox One. That's bundles and standalone consoles. Uh, $100 off the Xbox One S. And the One S All Digital Edition is $150. I mean, that's a pretty good deal. It is. I still don't think and, you uh, should buy the All Digital Edition, but it's cheap. No, I, I agree. I mean, if you really just wanted an expensive streaming box. Yeah. If you're just playing Fortnite, sure, go for it. Um. Microsoft is planning to launch its xCloud game streaming service in 2020. Uh, Microsoft is planning to include support for Sony's DualShock 4 controller in xCloud uh, next year. So it won't be it won't be compatible at launch, but they're adding the adding it in in 2020. 
and they're also looking at Bluetooth controllers and game pads from Razer as well to add support in. Uh, they plan on bringing the streaming service to Windows PC, which is a surprise to no one. Uh, they're working with Apple to possibly bring it to iOS as well. Uh, Microsoft also expanded the xCloud preview with the addition of 50 games. 50 we'll more games. We'll see. I'm intrigued. I mean, I'm, you know, here comes the streaming fight. Yeah. I mean, it's already better than something else we're going to talk about. So that's kind of funny. What? Who would have thought we would talk about that this week? I thought we would save it all for next week. <laughs> Uh, and then we had some game announcements. Um, Age of Empires 4, which is from Relic. You're an Age of Empires guy, right? Nah, I mean, like... Are you, were, what, you, I've what were it. you? I, I, what were you, Matt? Please, let's go back to the beginning of time and discuss what you are. No, uh, because I'm, I'm a civilization person. Uh, Age of Empire 3, I think, is the one that I, yeah, I okay. dipped into. Because I know some people are Total War people, some people are Age of well, Empire people, if and we're, some people If are we're sick. talking Total War, I've definitely played more, more Total War than Age of Empires. Would you say you liked it more? Um, see, my, my thing with Total War and Age of Empires is I never really campaigned. I always just played multiplayer. Mm, fair enough. Okay. So. I, I always... I'm a Civ guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I, I guess if you were to talk to the true, you know shove your glasses up and raise your chin to the people that play, they would say like, well, Civilization is the baby game compared to the other two. And I'd be like, I don't, See, I don't know if that, I don't know if it's a hundred percent true or not. I don't I, total war. I, I would assume because there's so much microing in, in total war mm-hmm. of like actually doing the battles and stuff like that, that in Civ, it's just like, Oh, did you piss me off? Gandhi has nukes and we move on. Yeah. But at the same time, like total, that's total wars. I feel like you do more of that battling than you do of like the, diplomacy and like other parts that you do in Civ. Right. So I think it's just like in Age of Empires, I really don't know how the And you can micro works. in Civ too. I just never do. Uh, Todd and I haven't played Civ in a while, but I always do enjoy a good sit down game of Civ. You know it's gonna take a couple nights. Oh yeah. I'm sure at this point they're probably all or all very similar. You can also so. ramp up the turn clock too, I know, but I've never I've never done Age of Empires, but I did say the second one just got definitive edition this mm-hmm. week and then four is on its way now. So So Fuck it. Um, the difference. All right, cool. Moving on. <laughs> so Total War is like completely like military units based, right? Yeah. And the, what Age of Empires had going for it that Total War didn't was Age of Empires had that, and then it had like town management as well. So like you had your your peasants who are like cut wood down and shit. So you had your mix of Starcraftish. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, so Age of Empire 4 coming coming yeah sometime coming in the future. Yeah, I don't think there was any sort of release window announced. Uh Tell Me Why, which comes from the people who made Life is Strange. Uh and that's supposed to be out summer of 2020. So Square or the I studio know, that did the studio leave Square. Whatever the studio is called, I don't know. Okay. I don't, because I like don't know. I I was like, "Oh, I'll just write the studio name down. And then I looked up the studio name. I'm like, I don't recognize that. All right, then. So. Interesting that they are already moving on to uh, tell me why when they had, uh, what was that one game? Adventures of Captain something. Right? I want, I always want to say underpants, but I know it's not that. Yeah, it's, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, they had that other Life is Strange-esque game. Yeah. Um, Everwild from Rare. Intrigued. That that was another one where they didn't really say anything. I'm just intrigued because I 
everybody thought Rare was making a was working on a on like Metroid and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but and they're a, not. So yeah. Well, maybe they have more than one team. Who fucking knows? I don't know. I doubt it, but so do I. I I'm pretty sure they were confirmed to not be working on it, but I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, Obsidian announced their new game too, called Grounded, um, and it's expected in spring 2020. That one looks interesting. They're moving quick. They're gonna Obsidian's like you guys like the Outer Worlds Grounded tw- spring 2020. And you're like. I saw. I didn't watch the trailer. There was a trailer. I didn't watch it. I just saw a couple screenshots, and someone described it as uh, a survival game mixed with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And the screenshot okay. was like it looked like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. There was always like little people running around inside this like lawn, you know. Like, I'm in. I'm intrigued. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, I'm intrigued. I just won't have anybody to play with, as you know, per the usual problem. Listen, we all have that problem. Where I'm like, um, man, Overcooked 2 is a lot of fun. I mean, nobody got free time to play that with us. Yeah, that's the problem is the balancing of games. Hey, uh, nobody got time for that. The last thing is during an interview with The Verge, Phil Spencer said the following, quote, I would say learning from the Xbox One generation is we will not be out of position on power or price, end quote. And he goes on for a little bit where he's basically saying, he, he goes on and says, you know, when we launched Xbox One, we were $100 too expensive. We're not going to make that mistake again. Okay. So do we interpret that as him saying three ninety nine is your new price point? Or do we interpret that as him saying, I'll justify charging $500? Both. <laughs> no, I'm assuming it means... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I'm assuming it means one or the other. Like, you know, either... I guess to me, they're the same thing. But it's definitely harder. I mean, I know what you mean by the same thing, but they're literally not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's harder. It'd be harder. It's harder to sell me on it being $100 more. So it would have to be worth it. But who fuck knows? Oh, I mean, if we're saying if $100 more to being $599, or are you saying $399 versus $499? What did the original Xbox launch at? $499, right? Yeah. So I think he's saying... See, this is a rough. The way the quote is, it's rough because you could interpret it and say he's saying the console is going to be three ninety nine, or right. you can interpret it and say we're, what we're going to charge is going to be what it's worth, and people will be willing to pay it. Yeah, which who the fuck knows? Because when they launched, they also went four ninety nine. It's a streaming box, and everybody's like, "What the what?" That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so he could go, "It's four ninety nine," but we figured out it's not a streaming box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Number two in the news. Here's a refresher. Google's cloud gaming platform, Stadia, will launch on November 19th. The service costs $130 for a hardware kit, while you can pay $9.99 per month for a subscription plan called Stadia Pro. You'll need to purchase most of the games from a storefront. Here's what's going to be available on Stadia at launch. Destiny 2, Thumper. Kine? Keen? Kine? Kine? Kine. All right, cool. Red Dead Redemption 2, Samurai Showdown, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, Guilt, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Just Dance 2020, and Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, and that's 12 games. So, 12 games at launch. Oh, boy. See you guys in a year. But hey, here's what's supposed to be coming before the end of 2019, Matt. Borderlands 3, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, 
Farming Simulator 19. Boom, right there. Everybody's, Sold it. The whole platform's coming. You, you're telling me as a farmer, I can go play in my tractor while I'm doing the corn and I'm doing the corn. Because they're going to hit you with the double whammy pretty soon. You do that and the game coming up, you're gonna you're not gonna know what to do. I want. I just. I. I <laughs> also coming by the end of 2019, Attack on Titan Two: Final Battle, Football Manager 2020. There it not is. only can I farm my crops, but I can farm the crop of youth as they build them <laughs> into a championship team <laughs> to take over Europe. Uh, nice. <laughs> Uh, but I am playing it on Steam. So, yeah, deal with it. Final Fantasy 15 and Darksiders Genesis. Coming in 2020. No window in 2020, just, you know, 2020. NBA 2K20, Rage 2, Wolfenstein Youngblood, Grid, Metro Exodus, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and Trials Rising. So this time next year might be the right time to jump in. It's because uh, you'll have more. Not a strong start, though. No, but I, it, the other problem is, well, one, not a strong start. Two, they're releasing after everything else has already been out. So there's nothing that's really going to draw people right, right away. Like all this stuff is already out. And if people really wanted to play it, they'd be playing it. Yeah. So you're mostly trying to get your install base. And then go Cyberpunk's day and date on yeah. Stadia. What's funny to me is like if the news, if that would, if this would have come out on its own, no one probably would have cared. But because, but because, uh, oh Jesus, but <laughs> <laughs> but because <laughs> Microsoft had their event and they were like, oh X Cloud, we're adding fifty games to X Cloud preview. It kind of like. The context of this changes. Yeah. But then again, it's they're, you're adding 50 games in the same scenario that the Stadia's adding games. You're adding games that are old that aren't. They, there's Because of the timing of the end of the year, there's nothing really more on its way except for Football Manager next week. Woo! Luckily for you guys listening to the podcast, it'll be two weeks before you hear me discuss the triumph or failure that I have had. Because for both, I mean, yeah, I've only been close to getting fired once in a season, and it was really damn close. Maybe this year you will get fired. It'd be interesting. Not, I don't think either of us have officially been fired. Kenny might have been fired once. I I managed to. Is turn, that like game over? Like, well, now we talk about this. There's options. there's there's ways around it, and we did do those. I you know, I understand why we did them, but at the same time, I like. If I got fired, I'd be like, all right, well, I guess I got to go find a different job. <laughs> and then I, I would just go play somewhere else and try to return myself to being able to get hired again. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to Germany. I'm just I'm just not no longer managing in, managing in England. So that's, you know, I'd have to come to the press and be like, I, I will not manage another club in England. My heart is with that one. <laughs> so I must I must leave to a different country. I must exile myself. You shall see me when I return, covered in Lomain, because I forged for myself. That's a Pete Holmes reference and a half to cats. Rockstar Games. Thank you. <laughs> is, quote, sincerely apologizing 
to players over a series of technical issues that have plagued Red Dead Redemption 2 since its launch on PC last week. Uh, the studio tweeted out a four-part apology explaining some of the problems that PC players may be encountering with their game. The studio acknowledges that a, quote, small number of Red Dead Redemption 2 players will still experience, while are still experiencing some ongoing problems with the game stuttering, end quote. Uh, this is likely caused by unforeseen issues related to specific combinations of NVIDIA graphics drivers, NVIDIA GPU cards, and certain CPUs. Um... The team is rolling out an update today that will help with the stuttering issue. A full-time solve for the problem might take a couple days as the Rockstar team has to work with NVIDIA to completely completely resolve the issues. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. It's interesting because uh, it's a game engine problem. So, like, apparently you can... If you... The game will stutter more if you have higher-end components in in a computer. The faster your computer is, the more likely it is to stutter. Yeah, because it's trying. You're trying to run higher than what the game is thinking you're at. Yeah, the game. What the game is meant to be at. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, I want to go fast, and the game's like, Whoa, whoa! Why only know sixty hertz? One hundred and forty-four. What's that? I'm going three times the speed now. That's not how math works, Nate. Number four. Herman Miller, the furniture company best known for their high-end office chairs, is getting into gaming. The company announced a partnership with Complexity Gaming, an esports organization with teams in Dota 2, Call of Duty, and more, that will see the famed furniture design firm expand into competitive gaming. As part of the deal, Herman Miller will become Complexity's official seating partner, and the company will also set up an esports-focused lab at Complexity's Texas headquarters. According to the two companies, the partnership aims to develop an industry-wide solution to ergonomic equipment and design products to address the specific needs of gamers. Leveraging real-time player data from the in-house innovation lab, Complexity and Herman Miller are working together to understand gamers' needs for high-quality ergonomic gaming equipment. This will include publishing a variety of content focusing on injury prevention and best gaming practices. Welcome to OSHA for gaming. I'm actually somewhat excited about this. I'm extremely excited, actually. I'm really curious to see what Herman Miller is going to do with a gaming chair. I want them to make Fallout-style videos about proper, like, seating. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, the old, like, what is it, 1940s instructional videos? Yeah. Make sure you keep your back upright, so that way when you're killing those yada yadas, you're just, you know... You're really at your best, and you don't want scoliosis and like all those things. Uh, that being said, I no way can probably afford a Herman Miller gaming chair. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, there's a couple of sites that are reputable sites that do uh, secondhand chairs that I've been looking at that are. Solid I still options. like this chair. I just don't like this chair. You know what I mean? I Maybe. like like this mm-hmm. of it. I like this. I like this, but I just need the newer to this. Less of this, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More of this, but less of this, <laughs> but also more of this. Listeners, you know what I'm talking about. You could like re. Don't. Okay. Uh, without surprise, Call of Duty because, Modern. Because, yes, man, I could take the entire chair apart and rebuild it, and it'd be fine. That's not what I want to do. <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare was the best selling game in October in the US, as well as the best selling game of the year to date. Uh, MPD reported in its monthly charts. 
uh, MPDs, VG, I'm assuming that stands for Video Game Industry Analyst, uh, Matt P- 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 Piscatella. There you go. Pointed out that it's the 12th consecutive year a Call of Duty game has ranked as the best-selling game of its release month. Uh, adding that the series remains the best-selling franchise in the U.S. since NPD started tracking game sales. Uh, debuting at number two is The Outer Worlds, while Luigi's Mansion 3 took third place. Though it's worth noting that, unlike Activision and Take-Two, Nintendo does not share its digital sales with NPD. So... Luigi's Mansion is probably number two. That being said, uh, Call of Duty's dying, Matt. Who you think? Thought? No. Every every time, and we've mm. brought it up every time when people are like, oh, Call of Duty's numbers are going down. It's like, yeah, technically they are. But at the same time, it's the 12th consecutive year a Call of Duty game has ranked as the best-selling game of its release month. I would like to remind you that includes Ghosts, Advanced Warfare, Infinite Warfare. It includes games that people hate. I'm curious to see the numbers because I I that's assume... 12, that's 12 years. I'm assuming this year we're going to see an, an increase over previous years with sales because this, this is a good one. Yes, this should be increased over previous years. Whether or not it would touch uh, Modern Warfare 1 to blackout like those numbers mm-hmm. would be uh it, it might it very well might but we'll see number six microsoft has partnered with the u.s department of veteran affairs to explore the medical benefits of its adaptive controller for military veterans the xbox adaptive controller launched in september of 2018 and can be customized with several different input devices including buttons joysticks and touchpads matt has even tried to sell one at target or Sell one? I don't know. I don't remember you saying you actually didn't get the chance to like explain the adaptive controller. Yeah, to some there was a a couple whose son was um, I don't remember what what his issue was, but um, I basically told him it existed and how it worked and everything like that. And they're like, "Oh my god, this is what we need." And I hope it worked out for him. Yeah, hopefully. The Washington Post reports the company distributed controllers to 22 veteran rehabilitation centers last month to not only assist with therapy, but also improve veterans' ability to socialize. While this was originally a trial, the Washington, D.C. VA Medical Center has already said it will host weekly outpatient clinics where veterans can use the adaptive controller to play video games. The VA will also use these sessions to collect data on socialization and pain management to gauge how the devices are assisting with their rehabilitation. Said one person probably about to use this. We could have built all these forts over there and been fine. Fuck. (laughs) Nobody really said that, but I can just picture some, you know, adaptive controller using guy bitching about Fortnite or something. (laughs) But hey... Um, once again, Microsoft taking steps in the right direction. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, do you care about talking about the next one? Because I'm just—I think I might skip it. Um, it is about the K-pop? league. We got to talk about K-pop. The league uh, hologram show. No, I don't give a shit. Okay, we're gonna go to the last one. Then. So, league has a hologram show. Let's move on. Yeah, it was cool. Go look it up. Number eight, especially if you like K-pop. Uh. 
Jason Schreier dropped an article on Kotaku about Bioware's plans for a complete overhaul of Anthem. The man, the myth, the legend. Jason Schreier of, I think, Kotaku still will exist for a little bit longer. Yeah, for now. <laughs> um, I got three little snippets of the article I pulled out. I'm just going to read them to you. They're directly from the article. Go uh, read it. Jason Schreier it, does good work. It, it does. And this, these, I feel like this just sums up basically what he has to say. Uh, for the last few months, Bioware and parent company EA have been planning an overhaul on the online shooter, according to three people familiar with those plans. Uh, some call it Anthem 2.0 or Anthem Next. Uh, right now, dozens, if not hundreds, of developers at both of Bioware's offices in Austin, Texas, and Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, are quietly working on plans to overhaul the game. Uh, and this is a quote inside the article from one of his sources. Uh, quote, we spent a few months just tearing it down and figuring out what needed to change fundamentally. In parentheses, it says a lot. Uh, end quote. Um, well, actually not end quote. And we've been rebuilding for another few months since. Um, he goes on to say, Bioware is still invested in role-playing games in addition to the most much anticipated Dragon Age 4, which Bioware teased last year. A new Mass Effect game is in very early development at the Edmonton office under director Mike Gamble, a longtime Bioware producer. Now, Matt, this is where I'll immediately go to you and ask thoughts. Um, thoughts. I think if, if you the, want to go in order, go for it. But I mean, overall, overall, I think the best move for them. I I feel like to create goodwill, EA and Bioware should just bite the bullet and literally redevelop Anthem into a a good game. And whether that's I mean, they have the team and the resources to develop Dragon Age and Anthem at the same time. At least they should. Apparently, there have also been departures, though. So, yeah. Question of if they do. Yeah. Um, I would almost say that they should put everything else on hold, fix Anthem legitimately, like No Man's Sky style, and then move on from there because... It's they don't. It's just going to be a dead albatross hanging around their neck forever, right? Um, and nobody do, likes albatrosses. Yeah, there's a reason they're extinct. Yes. Um, also, I w- I would love another Mass Effect game, but I don't want it if it's you know I want a Mass Effect game. I don't want but you another want, Anthem or and you also want another Dragon Age too. But it's the same. So I I agree that mm-hmm. they need. I think they should just stop making the Mass Effect game right now, yeah. Because even if you're gonna put as much time in that, I would assume it would take to redo Anthem. Yeah, I'm saying to, like to rebuild Anthem. I'm saying from the ground up too. Like I'm saying like if you have to, bang on fucking, bang on fucking. Uh, Gorilla Games door and say, "Hey, give us your your Decima engine or whatever." Go get Unreal, yeah, or respawn get Unreal. Used, respawn used Unreal for Jedi Fallen Order. Looks great. Looks good. Go get an engine. Either way, go get an engine you're familiar with because you clearly aren't inside of Frostbite. Yeah, get an engine you can work with, and then redo the game in the way that you should have to begin with. But all of this will take a lot of time and a lot of money. That being said, if you're actually still working on Dragon Age, that needs to not go the way Anthem did. So you need to double your efforts on Dragon Age and keep the Anthem 
project as the secondary to Dragon Age. Yeah. Dragon Age needs to not not have any of the same problems Anthem had on launch. And then when you release Dragon Age, and hopefully everything goes right, and hopefully you either figure out the Frostbite engine or you're not using it, which would be a lot better for you probably, then move into your next release would be the Anthem rework. Yeah. And then once all of this is all stable, you can go, okay. And basically once Dragon Age is out in the wild and you have your chance, you can then parse that team to start Mass Effect and I'll leave a small contingent for stability. Mm-hmm. Then Anthem is your next move. Then when Anthem is up and running and both of those things have been crossed off your checklist, your next thing is, okay, Mass Effect. Whether or not the world needs another Mass Effect, I think you're starting to push the line of where Halo was going, where Halo should have stopped. Yeah, I think... And it didn't. I think they could create a lot of goodwill if they... um if they if they fixed if they genuinely fixed Anthem, and then if they continued the whole Andromeda storyline, they would garner a ton of goodwill with their fan base. Right. Um, the part that caught out of the article that was interesting was the handover from the Edmonton studio to the Austin studio and Anthem. Like, remember, I you probably there's all the drama around it. Yeah, I don't know. There was there was supposed to be the handover. But apparently that handover actually never took place. Right. Which was kind of uh, apparently it irritated some of the Austin people because they were looking forward to getting Anthem and fixing it. Like right. they all had, they had a ton of ideas on like we, we, they're like, we can fix this game. So apparently that never took place. So now it's like a, it's, it's in the holding pattern now. And they're like, let's just right tear it apart. So, which will all be interesting to see. It was one of those where it's like yeah. I played it and I was like, I, you got a good base. Yeah. Good. They, this is a good plan. I don't know if they have the management Mm-mm. that can pull this off, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know like, if they have. I'm the, thinking. I don't know if even the, not even the management. I don't know if they have the backing from EA to actually like yeah, do what well, they need to do. My thoughts on this is EA, Bioware can be a good asset. I think EA needs to just invest the money and hire someone who can run Bioware well. Well, it's 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 a mix of that and e- whether or not the Frostbite stuff came out that was true and yada yada about them like forcing engines on people, they need to shut up and just accept it and let them just do what they need to do to get it right. Like, okay, hey, you guys don't know this engine? Understandable. Show me it working in an engine you know and then we'll go that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like if they if they showed them the same thing that they were trying to do in Unreal before and then showed them what their version was in Frostbite and they were like, Why is that so bad? But like we don't we don't know Frostbite. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Like somehow Respawn got out of it. Respawn didn't have to use Frostbite. I know. That's I that I'm so curious about how those that happened. They haven't used Frostbite for anything. No, they haven't. Because well, Apex was source? I believe it was a source engine. Yeah. Which that's weird too. Yeah, the fact that that's an, <laughs> if that is the source engine, the fact that that's in the source engine is mind blowing. Yeah, but yeah, it's you know, and, you know, we'll see. It'll be interesting. I'm still looking forward to Dragon Age Four, but there's I'm looking forward to it in a sense of will it be a dumpster fire? Same. Like I'm not looking forward to it in I can't wait to play it. 
Yeah. One, I wish, we, haven't, we haven't seen anything. Yeah. I wish I could look forward to it and I can't wait to play it. But now I'm looking forward to it as in like... I can't wait till we have to do... This is going to be a good story either way. Yeah. Like, it, like as far as... Not the game itself, but the making right. of the game. It gets to... Not that... Well, it always goes back to the... We, you know, we don't have any listeners. I, yeah, no, I make the joke every week. But it goes back to... There's now two ways I can look at things. I'm excited to play. Or I'm going to have fun talking about this because it's yeah. going to be terrible. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Or it'll be great, you know, whatever. Like you said, it'll be a discussion of how the whole thing. It's one of those where we got the God of War documentary, except God of War worked. Can you imagine the Anthem documentary? Oh, my God. <laughs> and what At what point, say it was an hour-long documentary of the Anthem documentary, that exists, that would exist now. Like, not them fixing it. Like, it it's already out. At what point during the hour did they just cut to a picture of an office on fire? Like uh, a week after release, and every, everything's just on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, they, I forgot too. They moved offices. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. It's weird. It's a weird. An interesting. An interesting couple years for them. Because I don't think we see Dragon Age until obviously next gen. And then, uh, even then, I don't think we see it till 21, maybe. Or 22. What if they remake Anthem and then call it Anthem 2 and then sell it for $60? They would. <laughs> They'd be like, we fixed the game and we're still stupid. <laughs> if they, What if they called it Anthem 2 Electric Boogaloo? And I'm dead serious with that. Like they do their season version is just nothing but like electrical themed or like disco themed. What if they stuff. call? What if they do that? But then you get the game and it's literally just anthem. That's and just, they've yeah. changed nothing. <laughs> I like the idea that they would be at least halfway decent to go anthem to electric boogaloo, and you spawn in. And you're automatically gaining like fro cosmetics and stuff for your javelin. You're getting the emotes of like doing the whole disco dance. I'm like, yes. Why is this so hard? <laughs> this is easy fixings. <laughs> now just don't ever tell me what a cataclysm is because you haven't figured out your writing. You go to the cataclysm and it's just a giant disco ball. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> you got you and every other javelins down there just in this six hour dance off. Last one wins, or the and if nobody's last six hours, the cataclysm wins. <laughs> it's like so dumb. Perfect. We uh, solved the problem. You're welcome, Bioware. Just uh, send the royalties to. Nate.Killian at Gamers2.com. We appreciate it. But, you know, it, I don't know. It, I want it to be good. I'm stuttering like a bastard because I don't know what I would really want to say about this, but like, I wanted Anthem to be good. We'll see. I knew it wasn't going to be. That's the other kick, right? I knew it wasn't going to be when you're walking out at E3 doing this fucking weird ass. Oh, let's bring out the directors and I'll sit in director chairs and discuss what this is. I'm like, you aren't showing me things. That's not good. And then I played it for a month and a half or so. I was like, why am I doing this? And it 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 falls into the same problem we were we've discussed with Star Wars, kind of. And hey, at least we didn't buy it. That's true. That's true. At least I didn't buy it, and at least I was still using it for like playing Battlefield and stuff. Yeah. Um, it goes into the same problem we kind of had with the Star Wars discussion where there's no one person that had the whole vision of their writing. They needed to have somebody that said like this, 
and then also the person that went, but we just called the giant thing that they're having to f- stop as a cataclysm. But every time they go to an open world event, they're stopping cataclysms. So wh- what? <laughs> they don't, they did not have a good like plan of writing mm-hmm. or whatever. They did not have a way to tell the story correctly. Like they contradicted themselves a lot. Or not even necessarily contradict themselves, but they built up this pedestal, and they once they finished building it, they immediately just started whacking it back down. You're like, I don't understand. Yeah, that game's a mess. Thank God I haven't touched it since February. Hey. Or March, one of the two. February? I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I got this week. You got anything? Nope. Have a good week. Yeah, I like a good good ending. You know what? Have a good week. We'll see you in seven days. Bye bye. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.